We moved. We just moved to a new house. You might have seen on Instagram. And oh my gosh, a move is such hard work, y'all. We moved just in Dallas. We're still here like 10 minutes away from where we were before. So it was not a big move by any means, but it's still a lot of work. And since I've moved now, three times as a mom, I wanted to share some of the helpful tips and hacks that I've learned along the way because if you haven't noticed by now, sharing advice is like my love language. I just, I don't know, I'm the type of person who loves to find like easier ways to do things, less stressful ways, more organized ways. I'm like, you know, a perfectionist at heart. Let's just call it what it is. But I just... I love it. So (laughs) I figured I would share what I learned with you and some insight too on how I fed my kids during the transition because I know that that can be hard to figure out as well. I'm Casey Barnes. If you don't already know me, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and mom of two and you know, I really love being organized. It just gives me a sense of control over my life, which as a mom, you just have so little actual control. So I like to pretend having an organized move in all honestly, though, really did help me mentally deal with everything. So listen in for my tips. Mom and Nutrition team member Abby is making her first ever podcast appearance with me to chat with me about the move. So let me bring her on now. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I just moved. My family moved to a new house and I've been talking about moving nonstop because it has basically consumed my entire life. If you've moved, which I'm sure you have, you know how that goes. So since I've been talking about it so much, I wanted to do a podcast episode so that I could share some of the things that I learned, what I went through, also give some tips on moving with young kids and how that relates to feeding them. And I asked my community manager, Abby, to come on this episode with me because she is in the military. Well, no, she is a military veteran. Her husband is still in the military and they've done how many moves? Oh my gosh. I mean, collectively, probably close to 20. Oh my gosh, 20 moves. (laughs) So she's a pro. So I thought she'd be the perfect person to chat and share some of her own tips from her million moves. So hi, Abby. Hello. Thank you for having me on today. This is so fun. So let's talk about moving tips. I started really early with packing, like as soon as I knew that we were moving, but I was lucky that we had about three months because the people who were, we bought the house from wanted a lease back. So we stayed in our house longer. So we had a lease back and I don't have a lot of stuff, but if you have a lot of extra stuff, like I feel like Even you'll probably, your real estate agent will tell you to put that away before you even put your house on the market if you're selling and not renting. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. Because you don't want a cluttered space anyway. But that's like one of the benefits of having a long transition time because one of like the big things that I always do is I purge. So I don't want to pack stuff that I don't want at my next place. So I usually do a purge when I'm packing and then a purge when I'm unpacking. 
And I'm always so amazed at how I've accumulated such random things. Yes. Okay. We were lucky. I feel like with this move, because Amelia's fully out of the baby stage and we're not having any more babies. So we were able to get rid of like everything that was baby related. And there's so much big stuff that you have with babies and it was all in my attic, but I did. I gave away so much stuff and it felt so good. And I feel like moving is such a good time to do that. Cause you're like, I don't want to bring this stuff with me if I'm not going to use it. And if you haven't used it in like two years and you're not having more kids, I feel like just get rid of it. Yes, I definitely agree. And I also like giving stuff away, especially if it's been stored away for so long, because selling things can take a lot of time and energy. And when you're moving and packing and dealing with children and toddlers, like you just really don't have that extra time. And I know that there's always families out there that would really benefit and appreciate, especially baby stuff. So we always try to give away instead of just selling what we have. Same. The things that worked best for me were we had like a Facebook neighborhood group in my old neighborhood. So I just took pictures of stuff and put it on there and it went like instantly. And then I've also here at the new house, because I don't, maybe there is a neighborhood group. I don't know yet, but I just use Facebook marketplace and just listed for free. And literally like within two hours, people have come and got stuff. It's incredible. That's awesome. And that's so like, I just love purging things. It's good mental de-stress. What are some of your packing tips? Okay. I read, I do, because I read all about expert packers because (laughs) I'm like (laughs) one of those people where I'm like, I need to know the right way to do this. So what I did was, well, Okay. I first was able to get a bunch of boxes from a neighbor who was moving. So I feel like used boxes, if you can get them can save you so much money, especially like wardrobe boxes. Those things are not cheap, but they make it so easy to pack your stuff. So if you know somebody who's moved or can find like on Facebook marketplace or whatever, use boxes. Cause you, you use like 200 boxes. It's insane how many boxes you use. Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. And it makes it look like there's so much more in your house than there really is. I know. You put like two things in a box and and you're done. But I love having those tape gun things. You know what I'm talking about? Those I feel yes. like make yeah. it really easy. And packing paper, like just get a ton of packing paper. You don't I've watched like that. So when we had military moves and they packed for me, I'm like, they put everything in packing paper. They don't even use bubble wrap. So that made me feel confident to only use packing paper. And I did. And I thought that was great. I love that. I love that. Thankfully, the military moves us from state to state, but within the state, they don't. And we have moved quite a few times within the states that we've lived. So we've had to move all of our own stuff. And that usually ended in chaos. (laughs) Do you feel like you're packing at some point just was like, let's just throw it all in? Yes, but this move, I will say, so we this is our third move since we've been in Dallas the past seven years. I think it's our third. And I, this was the first time that I felt like it only got to that point, like the two days before we moved. Like I really started really early and was like, if I don't use this every day, I'm packing it now. So out of season clothes, you 
obviously can put away like a lot of the kids toys. I was able to pack up books, any sort of like decor items, and even all my frames on the wall. I was lucky with a local move. I feel like you can get away with less secure packing. And so with my frames, I would just kind of put them in a cardboard box, like not open up the box. You know what I mean? Still kind of keep it flat. And then I brought them over in my car, but I know that Mm -hmm. if you're doing a further move, like you can't really get away with that. Yeah. That's really smart though. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have just thrown it in and hope for the best. (laughs) Well, the reason I did that was because there was one time we were bringing like Ben's school frame you know his diplomas and stuff to his office and we just like laid the Mm -hmm. frames flat in the trunk and one or two of them shattered so I learned my lesson (laughs) yeah so don't lay your frames don't lay it it flat like stack it and put it in a cardboard box but something else that I really like that I did was I put a asterisk on the boxes that I wanted to open first. So like my pots and pans and the things that I knew that I was going to want sooner rather than later sheets, whatever I put an asterisk there so that I knew like, this is an open now kind of box. I also labeled like most of what was in the box. And I feel like that's really nice too, when you're sorting through stuff to know like what's in it. That's super smart. I don't think I've ever done that. I just start opening boxes. And so I'm going to have to use that one next time. (laughs) (laughs) Did you use any colored tape? I know a lot of people like to do that. Yeah. So I had already bought like a giant pack of the tape, regular tape. So instead of using colored tape, I got the labels that say like what room and the labels are a certain color. And that way it ends up being the same thing. Awesome. That's really smart too. I've seen some of the labels. You can have like barcodes on them and they go into an app. So you can like scan the barcode on your phone and then put, it's like super organized. That's a little too technologically advanced for me. (laughs) I'm good with the old fashioned Sharpie. (laughs) Yes. And that too, like I get yourself a new pack of Sharpies and just have them everywhere because you inevitably lose track of everything. So I had tape, Sharpie and scissors like all over my house and boxes so that I never had to go looking for it. I was just like, here's one. I think that helped too. That's awesome. Is there anything looking back that you are super thankful that you did that you want everybody to know about? Yes. But what is it? Let me think. You know what I did? I took pictures of random things that I was doing during the move so that I would remember them. Part of me was like, maybe I'll make a reel. But then I was like, nobody wants this reel from the nutrition lady. (laughs) But I did. Hold on. Let me look back. I would say probably one of the best things that you did is hire the movers. Oh, gosh. Yes. I was like taking that as a given. Hands down. Definitely, definitely, definitely hire movers. That made moving day a breeze. I was like, I am not stressed at all because these guys are just making things happen. Like they were so great. So I would definitely not give that up. Yeah. I don't know how people move from state to state without movers. I know a lot of people do it and I just feel it would be so exhausting to pack everything and then drive everything I agree. And just to keep your stuff safe, nothing broke, not a single thing broke. 
got damaged, dented. Well, okay. One thing broke, but it was the guest room mattress. That's probably like 15 years old. And it just kind of like collapsed, <laughs> but I think that has more to do. Like, I think it was holding on by a thread. That was the only thing that got damaged. We did though. So our That's neighbors, pretty impressive. <laughs> our neighbors at our old house who had moved out, who I got their moving boxes from the people who moved in were from out of state and they had those big cubes. What are those called? You know what I'm talking about? Those like packing cubes. Um, mm- yeah, like the portable storage. Yes. So, and oh, I saw right. one night a bunch of people got out of their cars. I think they hired people off of like, I don't know, Craigslist or something to come unpack their cubes for them. But so I'm like, maybe they did save a little bit of money doing it that way. But I, either way, you can't do it yourself. <laughs> you're you're going to die. No. <laughs> yeah. These are just more like little tips, but I did use black, big black trash bags to all the kids hanging clothes. I wrapped black trash bags around them and like hooked the strings from the trash bag around the the hangers. So I didn't end up using wardrobe boxes for the kids stuff, but everything still stayed on the hanger. And it just felt like a much like cheaper alternative of something that was easy. I just, you know, you just put the bag around it. And that was like a nice little hack that I learned this time. I love that. That also saves time unpacking because then you don't have to put everything back on hangers. Exactly. And I, something that I learned from my military moves is like, get as many boxes out. So once you get there and you start unpacking, like, get rid of boxes as fast as you possibly can. Just like the first two days, just like get everything out of the boxes. Don't worry about where everything is going because you're going to end up changing that anyway. But you will feel more settled the more more boxes you can get rid of. Do you agree? Yes, actually. I love that tip. That's very smart. It is definitely a settling. I like that word too. It's settling to get rid of the boxes and makes you feel like your house is becoming a home and not just this strange place with boxes everywhere. Yes. Is there anything you can think of from your moves that you're like, besides having movers, like what would, what are you so glad that you did? I think you've really covered all of the main stuff. And I, I think my biggest helpful tip is to purge to just get rid of the things that you don't want and you're not going to use I think it's just the perfect time to do it especially like I said we've moved a lot when at our previous duty station I want to say I moved like 10 different houses and I was there for four years four and a half years just different stages of my life were happening a lot of different stages of my life were happening there so it required a lot of moves. And also in the military, your friends come and go. So those are your roommates. And when your roommates go, then usually you go to a different house as well. So I'm married now with two kids. So we've luckily only had to move twice here. But our our move here, we didn't have kids. So this next move, we don't have orders yet, but we will be moving soon because we've been here for five years. So our next move will involve kids. So how did Amelia and Teddy handle the move? That actually, as you started saying that, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. The, the best thing that I did was packing when my kids were not around. 
because they, you know, they make everything take so much longer. Like you'll put something in a box, they'll take it out. They'll like be standing exactly where you need to get something or, you know, they, it just was so much easier to either do it after they had gone to sleep. I might spend like an hour listening to a podcast or some music and packing or, Thankfully, they go to summer camp. So when they were at summer camp, like I could actually think or just somebody could get them out of the house on the weekend for a little bit. I think that makes a huge difference. The last time that we moved before this, Amelia was a baby and I paid somebody to pack my kitchen. And that was like, I needed that. I really needed that. Like not sleeping through the night, having a baby to take care of all day. I mean, it's really hard to then also be moving because it's so physical taking care of babies and toddlers. My kids are older now, so it was a lot easier to move with them being older, but they also like couldn't really help. You know what I mean? Like they're older, but they helped a little bit with the toy purging. Like they did tell me like, no, you can give that away. So that was helpful but they've just, they were excited. I thought they might be upset about leaving, but they were just like, no, the new house is cool because X, Y, Z. Like, I think they're just, they're very flexible, but it depends on the kid. Like my friend just moved cross country and she said her daughter was really upset. Like they moved away from family. So I think it just depends, but I did notice Amelia had a lot more tantrums than normal the weeks leading up to the move. And I think like, you know, the house was already kind of chaotic and I was just really focused on the move. So I feel like I had less margin and she had a lot of tantrums. So I was just trying to be really understanding of that, of realizing like, okay, things are changing for her and it's chaotic and it makes sense that she's feeling this way. And now that we're here, I was just thinking this, like we've been in this house for a week and she hasn't had a single tantrum since we've been here. So I definitely think it was related to like my stress and chaos. That's amazing. I'm so happy that they did really well with the move because I know that that can be very stressful and kids feel our stress. So I'm sure that Amelia could feel that too. And I'm glad that they are adjusting well. Yeah. And something that we also did that I think really helped them was just let them make some decisions in their bedrooms here. So it could feel like their own space. So both of their furniture is set up in a way that I would never choose, but that's what they wanted and they're happy. And I let them get these pick like wall decal stickers that, you know, will just peel off the wall so that they could kind of decorate their room in the way they wanted. Teddy wanted to paint his room green. And I was just like, no, but you can have these stickers. <laughs> he still seems happy. <laughs> that's so fun. That's awesome. My parents let us paint our rooms when we were younger and I painted my room taxi cab yellow and my parents let me do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I, don't, I'm, I mean, I like the color yellow, but I don't love it that much now. So <laughs> The whole room, not just like an accent wall. <laughs> no, the entire room, the entire room. And then when I moved out, it stayed that way for a while like a really long time I think they just like didn't have time to paint it but guests would come and stay in the bright yellow room and they'd be like what is happening here 
my mom also let us choose and I chose my brother's room and the electric blue that I picked was quite striking and I even like he had this little the closet was kind of in a different section of the room and so that was like a darker blue like the ocean and then there's just like electric blue and I'm like why did she let me do that because she loved us because uh, <laughs> she picked her battles yeah <laughs> Um, which room did you end up putting the kids in? Because I know that you had talked about putting Amelia closer or further away. So what did you decide? Yes, I was really struggling on this. And it's funny because now I'm like, I feel like I was unnecessarily stressed because the rooms are all, you know, a couple feet apart. It's not like she's on the other end of the house or anything, but she is the one that's a little bit farther from me. Just because someone said this to me and I was like, oh, that's actually a really good thought. They said their dad told them to put the child closest to you that you think will need you the most in high school. And I think that's because it's like they're not going to come seek you out necessarily. So I put Teddy closer to me just because he's less communicative. And like, I just felt like for him being closer proximity to me would just make it so that like, you know, I kind of pass by his room more and Amelia, like she's going to come find me no matter what. So (laughs) that's where we ended up with that. That's really sweet. I love that. And also like thinking about Teddy being in high school already is like, uh, it's so far away, but it's not. It's just so crazy how fast time goes. I know. How did feeding them go during the move? I gave myself so much grace with it because I said, I know this is temporary. And I think when they were littler, I definitely had a harder time doing that because I, you know, I tried really hard to feed them healthy, like all the time. And now that they're a little bit older, I'm definitely more relaxed about it than I was, but I just gave myself so much grace in like buying things that were convenient, that were prepackaged doing frozen stuff and getting takeout more often than normal. I think there was one day where like I made chicken nuggets at home and the next day we had Chick-fil-A and then the next day they also (laughs) had chicken nuggets again. And so I was just like, I just have to let it go. I really did try to still have plenty of fruit on hand because I didn't want them to like not consume a single fruit or vegetable while all this was so chaotic but I was really okay with just like okay Cheerios is for breakfast every day right now trying to keep kind of like a routine to it and really simplify so just it was either sandwiches for lunch or yogurt like you got two choices the days leading up to the move everything was on paper plates and I just said like I can't also keep up with dishes and be packing and do, you know, preparing food and everything. So I just made the call like two days before we moved was when I decided to pack up all my dishes and just say, okay, we're just gonna live off paper in the meantime. And we didn't, the first meal that we cooked in this house was like four or five days after we moved in that we made hamburgers on the grill. And I was like, okay, like we can cook again. And so now a weekend, I feel like we're getting back to normal, but having also 
any sort of grocery delivery, like I already think that's so helpful as a parent of young kids, but especially during this time, kind of just going with quick staples and getting those delivered made it so, so helpful. I love that. I definitely agree. Like it's a season of life and you just really have to give yourself grace, even like yourself as an adult, not just kids. Like you have to eat. And when you're so busy, you can forget to eat or just grab like the quickest thing and it gets you depleted. Moving is already so exhausting. And if you're not fueling your body while you're doing it, it just adds to the stress and the fire. So I'm glad that you gave yourself grace and just went with the flow. And I'm glad the kids went with the flow. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I think that I also got these frozen meals for myself to have during the weeks leading up to the move. And I loved having that. I forget what brand it was. They sent me samples. So I was luckily lucky to get those gifted to me. But I looking back, that's something that I was so grateful for because I could just sit down to lunch that I microwave for two minutes. And I knew it was like going to be filling and nourishing and I didn't have to think about it. So I, and same thing with breakfasts, like I either did those mush, like overnight oat cups and I would add in a scoop of protein or I would do three wishes. Cereal is really good. It's like high in protein, high in fiber. And I would do that with yogurt. And like, those were my only two choices and it just made things much easier. I love that. That's awesome. Even though Teddy and Amelia did really well, what kind of eating or feeding struggles do you think other parents and maybe even with younger kids as well could expect to see during this type of transition? It's definitely normal to see regressions and more fights around food. Teddy, I would say, did regress a little bit with food during this transition. I think he was definitely fell back into like more picky eating than normal. And I think that just for him, it's so much about the control. And so obviously, even though like overall, I feel like they did really well with the move, I still do think it was unsettling in some ways. And I think that it's normal to see them want to have more control. And with food, that's one of the things they can control. And one of the things they can express feelings and preference about. So you might notice more tantrums and feelings at mealtimes. And it it seems like they're fighting you on that. And that's normal. Anytime you have a period of transition. As you're talking, I'm like, oh, I have a follow-up question. And then I'm still listening. And then I forget the follow-up question. It's hard to be an interviewer. It really is. You've got like a lot of things going on in your mind. Yeah. Without being like a robot and be like, okay, cool. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting to know that Teddy regressed a little bit. So what are your plans or what have you been doing to get him back on track? We just in the past, like two to three days felt like we we're in a place where we could get back to our normal routine. So I think that is key to get back to your normal routine as quickly as possible. It's harder in the summertime too, because a lot of times, you know, he's not in school. They are doing camp some days, but I just said, and there were a few days after we moved in where I totally let them watch shows all day long because I just needed to get stuff unpacked. And I was like, I just can't worry about this right now. 
I just have to let them do whatever. And so I also was like letting them snack more than normal and all of that. So two, three days ago, I was like, I feel like I'm in a place where I can start enforcing the rules again. So even though they definitely pushed back on it and we're not happy about it, but I said, okay, we're going back to no tablets while you're eating. This is breakfast time. These are your two choices. And even Amelia too, she kind of was like, getting really picky about breakfast, like just saying no to every choice that I gave her, but I just stayed strong in it of, okay, you know, cause I think about it in my mind. I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to cave and, you know, let her have something else. But then I think, wait, I just offered her three different choices of things that I know she likes. Like, no, I don't have to do anything else. If she really doesn't want to eat breakfast, like that's her choice. But I've done my job here. So just kind of finding that resolve of, okay, let's get back to the rules. Let's stick to it because they need you to be firm in those boundaries for them then to follow through. So it's kind of like any transition. I feel like you have a rough day or two and then they realize this is how things go. This is what's expected of me. And so we just kind of got back into that. Teddy's still like, I I wouldn't try to necessarily introduce him to new foods right now. Like, I think we have a little bit more time before we get back into that. But just getting back to kind of baseline before you think about expanding. I love that. So I just want to reiterate, like moving is such a big change for families. And anytime you're going through something that's big, whether it's a move, whether it's a death in the family, a divorce, like anything like that, that is going to be a big change. You definitely can see that your kids will react to that. And that's normal, right? Like we don't want them to not have emotions or sometimes it'd be easier for us if they could just continue going along as usual, but they're not robots and they do have the same feelings that we experience when we're unsettled or going through a transition. So I think that giving them a lot of grace and just knowing that they're doing the best that they can to handle it just as you're doing your best. Like my capacity to handle things goes down so much when I'm going through a stressful time. And I think the same is probably true for our kids. So I think just really lowering the standards for yourself, for your kids, for your partner, it's just so necessary in a time of transition or disruption like this. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Just giving yourself that space and your kids that space to be able to have those big feelings, I think will be a huge success in moving. I will definitely be putting all of these tips and tricks into moving next time since we have kids now. They're much younger than Teddy and Amelia, and somebody will be moving our stuff for sure, because I don't think I could do it with a baby and a three-year-old. So I will just give us all grace and feed them the best that I can and know that I'm doing the best job that I can, and that will be enough. That will be more than enough. Exactly. I thought of one last thing that I have to say, which is... There is always more stuff left to pack than you think there is. Like, even when you think your house is fully packed, like it's somehow not. (laughs) 
<laughs> you just have to keep going back into rooms and being like, what else am I missing? Because there's just stuff you look at every day that you kind of forget is there. So the sooner you can pack more, the better. That's where I want to leave us. Just start as soon as start now, even if you're not moving, just start yeah. now. <laughs> Purge. <laughs> You have no plans to move ever again. Just start packing your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or at least get rid of the things in the attic that you haven't used in five years. Yes. If you guys have any more specific questions about moving, packing, unpacking, or if we should do follow-up on organizing, because I have been knee-deep in organizing in this new house, we can chat about it and just let us know. If you're not already Subscribe. following the... <laughs> If, yeah. So they don't call it subscribe anymore on the podcast. For some reason, it's like follow on Apple podcast. Oh. Just hit follow. Then I'm here whenever you need me. And we've always got fun people coming on to chat. I'm solving nutrition struggles. It's all a great time. So talk to you guys next week. Big thanks to Abby for hopping on with me. I know she was nervous, but I think she did great. If you want me to do another episode on kitchen organization and what I've been liking in the new house for that, just send me a DM on Instagram. All you gotta do is type podcast kitchen organization and we will know what you're talking about and I can make that happen. Thanks for joining me today. Stay awesome and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, real quick, let's just take a pause from this podcast and I've got a question to ask you. When you think about bedtime approaching, what thoughts run through your mind? Are you automatically getting a little flutter in your chest because you are anxious about how and when your child will actually fall asleep? Are you rocking, bouncing, shushing, laying, patting, singing, all the things just with the hope that they will sleep for a few consecutive hours tonight? What if I told you it could be so much better? Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant over on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. And I'm just touching base here with you because I need you to know just because you're a tired parent doesn't mean you have to keep being that way. In fact, we believe at Little Z's that sleep is a thing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and well-rested, and your child is so capable of sleeping through the night. If you are a parent of a child between zero to five years old, and you are ready to make sleep an actual thing in your home, I invite you to come check out the Little Z's Sleep Podcast on any podcast player or connect with us over on Instagram at Little Z Sleep, and we are excited to help you get the sleep you all need as soon as possible.